artist Shirley Daniels welcoming you to the Cut Zoo Radio Hour, a show that celebrates the music of my beautiful Dixieland. <laughs>
Well, yeah, that's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and the song called Rebels from a really great album they did called Southern Accents. And before that, we heard the Charlie Daniels Band uh, live from Billy Bob's Texas doing Drinking My Baby Goodbye. Uh, yep, we're going to be talking about Southern Rock a little bit today. Something I've kind of gotten to know a little bit about over the years. Uh, welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour with Buffalo and Billy. Special homebound edition continues. Uh, we're all doing the best we can to deal with the coronavirus and hoping and praying that it'll go away and leave us the heck alone. Kudzu Radio Hour is brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Fresh organic chicken re uh, responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever. Get more information online at SpringerMountain.com. That's SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, it also tastes mighty, mighty good. That's the true story, folks. Oh, to uh, please put your hands together and welcome uh, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, the great Billy Eli. Hey, Buff, how you Yay. doing this morning, man? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. How's everything up there in parts unknown? Whoville. Everything in Whoville is good, man. We got good weather. Been been a little hot. Uh, I got kind of a got kind of a kick out of it uh still walking doing the social distancing thing walk with a mask on and all that uh you hear people when you're out walking and they're complaining but man i i was out walking in a black long sleeve shirt and it's and, and man how do you how do you wear that in this heat and i had to explain to them I'm sorry guys 86 degrees just ain't hot oh <laughs> yeah know? It's, it was, it's 86 degrees in Texas on Christmas day. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's been kind of fun. How's everything in Spartanburg, Spargo city? Well, it's, uh, it's about the same. I mean, well, I can't say that. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of the people are thinking that the pandemic is over, but it's not. It, it uh, is and not. that's, that's the thing is there, uh, you give a lot of folks, you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So right. it's like everybody's out just, you know, it's kind of spooky that people are acting like there's nothing wrong because I'm afraid that they're going to find out that there is still well, something wrong. You already seen some spikes in some old states that loosened their restrictions a little too soon. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, just, I'm not going to get into telling anybody else what they ought to do. I'm yeah, still wearing a mask and I'm still socially distanced. Yeah, well, and, that's good. Yeah. And I'm not making any plans to go out to dinner or go to a bar, although, man, I really would like to. Yeah, no, uh, me too. But, uh, you know, just, I think I'm just going to stay in, uh, just going to stay homebound more or less until, uh, until, I don't know. It's over. I'm expecting it's going to be several more months at least. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a little bit about Southern rock. As you know, I, uh, I kind of fell into the Southern rock quagmire. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're the ambassador of Southern rock. Well, yeah, I kind of became that. But, right. you know, as a musicologist and a person that wrote for different magazines, I was writing articles with equal fervor about David Bowie or uh, Kate Bush or, uh, you know, and then all the way over on the country spectrum, uh, Ray Wally Hubbard or uh, uh, Shaver or anything. So, right. uh, you know, I have a vast interest in a lot of music. Uh, but Southern rock, um, became my specialty and I've done 
eight books about you know southern rock and i'm happy to know all this useless trivial knowledge i always i always thought you got uh i always thought you, that that southern rock mantle fell to you because uh your location being in spartanburg and and you know that being the hometown of uh, the Caldwells and the marshall tucker band and you know it's kind of easy to it's kind of an easy leap to make there you know it just kind of happened. That just kind of happened to be. Um, that just worked out that way. Um, right. I mean, right. you know, I, no, it, I, I, I do it. say it wasn't, it, it wasn't. It wasn't planned or calculated. <laughs> not really. Uh, but it goes back to being a kid. Uh, not a kid, but say a freshman in high school. Yeah, first that's time a I went and saw went and saw um, Toy Factory. Right. And you know you're supposed to be. 21 or whatever right. and I was like 16 right but I was a big boy and I go yeah, see the toy well, factory and uh, I was just hooked on was hooked on their whole sound you know this whole thing we nobody had coined the term yet southern rock right I happen to know for a fact when that term started and uh the words were first uttered, as far as we know, by Jerry Wexler of Atlantic Records, who said to Phil Walden, uh, you know, Phil Walden approached him and said, I want to build a recording studio in Macon, Georgia. And Wexler said, well, let's just make it all inclusive. Let's have a studio, recording studio, a record label, a management company, a merch company, all that stuff under one umbrella, Capricorn. Um, and he said, uh, and we can cater to these new Southern rock bands. So, okay, people have asked me over the years, you know, hey, Buffalo, is this band Southern rock? Is that one Southern rock? I'm like, okay, short answer is, is subjective. It depends right. on how, what you think. Depends I read a book. What your definition of Southern Rock is. Well, I read a, uh, yeah, and really, you know, what Greg Allman said kind of summed it up. Greg said, I don't like the term Southern Rock. He said, that's a little boutique term. <clears throat> and he said, uh, that's like saying Rock Rock because it's redundant. Because he said most of the great rock and roll music came out of the South of, uh, you know. Well, it came out. It came out of blues experience, which, yeah, was in the, was in the South and then migrated to you know Chicago and Detroit and right. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, yeah, yeah um, there's one lady wrote a book about Southern rock and she was really going on and on for several chapters about whether or not should include she should include black oak arkansas and i'm like well of course you know of course i mean yeah yeah sure well it's not really a southern rock band what is a southern rock band well they were from arkansas right <laughs> yeah yeah and they're couldn't get much more southern uh than the, the than jim dandy mangrum as <laughs> southern as they get you know running around all over in his silk pants <laughs> it was oh yeah, my no, god i'm i'm right i'm right there uh you know you're talking about that you we opened the show with the uh with the tom petty song and there's people that will make an argument that petty's a southern rock guy and there's uh people that'll make an argument that he's not a southern rock guy he yeah, I, I run I mean, into that he, a lot. He certainly, I mean, his his musical style certainly owed more to the birds than to anything in in the South. But oh, yeah. he was from Gainesville, and you know, and I mean, there was his storytelling and stuff a lot was Southern, and you you just played Rebels and uh, off that uh, Southern accent album, that title cut Southern accent. 
and uh and i like that song that he that he has on that album spike about the biker guy in the oh bar that's in one of my favorites yeah and you know i mean so and, and was rem a southern rock band I mean, they were from athens well yeah i mean yeah it's true it's like he, he it, it just it goes across the board you know uh driving and crying and uh so I mean, straight up Southern rock bands, but they don't. Lots of times they don't get considered as Southern rock bands, whereas uh, well, they don't. Most get... anybody that came through Capricorn is considered a Southern rock band. But look at the diversity. You look at the diversity. You got the Almond Brothers band was a blues band that used jazz improvisations. And then you got Marshall Tucker, which was a country rock band with a little with some, jazz in it. With some R and B and jazz. The singer was wanted to be a blues man. The uh you know uh the horn had, player was Charlie a jazz. Dennis, Charlie Charlie you know, is now and I thought has always been a, a straight up country guy. Yeah, he is. Always was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm there. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I think general terms, general public, and when they, you know, talk about what Southern Rock, well, they think uh, they think Leonard Skinner. Um, yeah. They talking about the Almond Brothers. I mean, that I know. I never heard. I never actually heard those guys called Southern Rock Band until I mean, like way after Dwayne was had died. You know, I mean, they they were just a, a rock band like uh, you know, like Eric Clapton, Grateful or, or Dead, yeah. Grateful Dead. I mean, they were just just they were a, a blues rock band, and and that was and that was how people defined them. And then and then later, you know, after. Uh, after uh, the sort of Southern Rock explosion, after Sweet Home Alabama uh, by Skinner and South's Gonna Do It Again by Charlie Daniels was, you know, that's when you started seeing the rebel flags and the kick-ass Southern Rock and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but the, but the, and certainly the, the Almond Brothers, you know, were, were active and very successful and prolific in that area, in that era, but they, uh, I mean, they had come before that, you know, it started back in the 60s. The hills, like you said, Greg Almond said, you know, it's like calling it rock rock. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you can also uh, pick it apart. Um, you know, a couple of bands in Southern Rock, it's, to me, to lump Blackfoot and Molly Hatchet in with Marshall Tucker, it's like completely different kind of thing. So like Blackfoot and Molly Hatchet were both basically heavy metal bands. Yeah. Especially I mean, Blackfoot was, you know, they were going over Europe and playing the uh, Monsters of Rock shows with right. ACDC. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a whole different, you yeah. know, to, to, no, no, just to call I'm, it I'm Southern right, I'm right Rock. There, I'm right there with you. And, uh, you know, Hank Williams Jr. is in a lot of circles considering a Southern rock guy, and I mean, you couldn't you couldn't really debate that he's not. I mean, uh, and but Hank three is is he a Southern rock guy? That's a good question. Cause I mean, he's got some straight up country stuff, and he's got some of that kind of thrash industrial metal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and there was a band from New Orleans in the uh, early '90s, and they uh, they were called Better Than Ezra. Yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about. I do, yeah. And and they were uh, they were what you know at that time was kind of a pop rock uh, commercial radio band. Uh, are they Southern rock? I mean, they're from New Orleans. Well. That's a good question. That's a good question. 
Yeah, we don't actually we don't actually have an answer. Do we? we don't have an answer. Uh, you know, and there's bands I deal with this. I've dealt with this for years now, and there's bands that come along like, you know, Blackberry Smoke, is a, a lot of people call them a southern rock band, and that's great. They're just a kicking rock and roll band. Right. Uh, Blackstone Cherry. Uh, is another one uh, that uh, the uh, band leader, his dad is Richard Young from Kentucky Headhunters. Okay. So they got a connection. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's, it just runs a gamut. And then you go all the way over into country. If you want to explore, um, I have a hard time even calling it country with the music that's known as country. Oh, now like the bro country and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of those uh, had Southern rock influences, um, especially uh, Jason Aldean, who started out on Capricorn, right. the second wave of Capricorn, and uh, and also, um, you know, I don't know, just Keith Urban and all these people have sung the praises all the southern rock bands but it's like uh i guess when it comes down to it like i said we just have to be subjective whatever yeah. it's whatever you want it to be right and you know uh you were uh you're friends with the guys in cowboy right yeah they're considered Southern rock band. I don't consider them any kind of rock band. I yeah. mean, they're a great band and I really like them. That's not, you know, I wouldn't call that rock and roll. I mean, it's. Well, I mean, it's like, um, to me, they fit in the same category as the Eagles or the early Eagles. Yeah, yeah, that, I would uh, say early. Yeah, pre-Joe Walsh. Yeah, before, yeah. When Joe Walsh came in, it changed it over to a... Yeah, yeah, it got the a it rock, got thing, rock edge to it. Yeah. Actually, I liked them so much better during the days of... Um, Bernie Ledden? Yeah, Desperado. That was a great album. And Bernie Ledden was Florida guy. He's amazing, and he was great. And um, one of my great, happiest interviews I ever had was when I talked to Bernie. And we talked about the flying burrito. I mean, he acted like he was surprised that I knew so much about the flying burrito brothers. And I'm like, why are you surprised? I mean, that's some great stuff that you guys did. Yeah, it just, you know, I mean, it wasn't ever hugely commercial, commercially successful. But, but no, and, and you get into something else there. The flying burrito brothers and several of their incarnations or that southern rock band i mean because yeah. their original main guy was graham parsons from uh from waycroft and uh you know uh, coming coming out of southern experience and, and you know went to la and joined birds and, and all that stuff i mean so yeah i don't know uh, uh. my I'll take on the people, man, that are hardcore. I'll fight you if you. This is Southern Rock, and that's not. If you say any different, well, I'll fight you. Uh, uh, you know, it is kind of. It did kind of turn into a boutique term, and and uh, if you're just talking about artists from the South, well, then I mean that covers so many different genres, and and, and like we were just talking about. For that matter, uh, would the Boxmasters be considered Southern Rock Man? Well, uh, Billy Bob would sure uh, say he was. Well, and and, yeah, you, would he's and you would have to you would have to give credence to the uh, you would have to give credence to the proposition that that even if they are not what you would define as a classic Southern Rock Man, uh, a la Skinner, uh, that that certainly influenced what they what they did you know i mean oh yeah of course i mean that's what well billy bob thornton he 
grew up uh, listening to Southern Rock in one ear and Frank Zappa in the other ear. Yeah, see? So no wonder he's messed up. <laughs> right, yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, well, well, that cleared a lot of things up. <laughs> yeah, it is. If it only could make that rash go away. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> <he> was, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's just... Um, so it's a long... You know, as you know, I started this... I've been working on the Southern Rock Hall of Fame. And I had some amount of interest in it. And then when it came down to brass tacks people who were talking about putting money out for it were no longer there, you know. Oh, you're talking about the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, there's a group of people who would love to see it, would love to see the museum and all that, but they're not really willing to do anything for it. Let me, you know, once you get the pie baked, let me know and I will come and eat it. Right. That's well, that old story, which is fun. That is that is where you get into there. That is where you get into something that I think is uh is regionally is, is uh regionally kind of exclusive to uh to the South. Uh, you like you just said, you got people that yeah they support they support it in theory and they support the idea. Okay, we need to gather some money. I don't want to spend any money on it. You know, it's uh-huh. it's a, it's a good idea, and it and it'd be uh, you know, and it'd be an important it, culturally. It would be an important thing. I, I don't spend any money on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you were right. talking about housing the thing in Spartanburg. See, I, I think that'd be the kind of thing that the that the state of South Carolina would pony up some grant money for. You know, but you know. Not so much. Yeah, well, yeah, and and now it's like um, what I've run into our, over the... Our southern culture is really important to us, unless it costs us anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, you know, and, and also it's kind of like I get the argument that, well, you know, nobody cares. People don't really care. You're a throwback, Michael. You're a, you're a throwback, but... um which is true, but uh, but there are there is a, a group of people who would just love to see this kind of a thing. But are those people going to make it sustainable? No, probably not. Here's here's where I think uh, here's where I think you're at, that you run up against the brick wall, and this is uh. This is something that I could see as an issue. First of all, it's the topic that we're covering here. If you got the Hall of Fame going, who, who, who arbitrates what is and what isn't Southern Rock? So, like I just said, so okay, we, let's we can all agree. Everybody can universally agree. The Almond Brothers, Southern Rock, Skinner, Southern Rock, Marsh Tucker Band, uh, Charlie Daniels. And then you start getting, uh, and, and then it's, and yeah. then, and then you start talking about other bands that were, you know, that were known bands that, that people that, uh, that worked out of the South, but you know, I mean, they, are they, are they actually famous enough to warrant a hall of fame? And I'm, you know, bands like point blank and doc holiday and, and you know, and, and I liked, and I liked some of those bands, but I mean, you know, they weren't ever, they weren't ever real big. They, yeah, exactly. Most kind of, and so, you get into that, the of the 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 bands that fall in that Skinner, Marshall Tucker, Charlie Daniels, that groove. Well, after them four or five real famous ones, that next tier down, man, they're they're not all that famous at all. And That's the truth. It's true. And then if you're, uh, and then if you're gonna, uh, then if you're gonna broaden it to where, okay, so we got this huge gap, we got this huge fame gap between the top five and the bottom thirty, and uh, and then if you're gonna, if you're gonna, uh, 
broaden the broaden the definition of, of of what's considered southern rock then you have to start letting in you know bands like uh i don't know widespread panic and rem and you know well yeah well i mean with was, was the was the uh when i put the model together for the hall of fame i had a lot uh, i've already had people who were telling me uh, you know you're doing it wrong you know southern rock bands needs to be what they think southern rock bands leonard skinner Almond and brothers again, marshall there's, tucker there's not of, well there's there's not, there's not but four that. or five and that's it yeah. but i said well we want to do the roots we want to go all the way back to the roots of uh blind willie mctell yeah uh, and uh jimmy rogers and uh oh my god um you know hank williams and, i was thinking uh, to say man you got to put hank williams in there all you know all the hillbilly music what they called hillbilly right and then what they call blues uh and gospel all come together um and they named it little richard <laughs> right yeah and again would little richard be a southern rock guy he's from Maine. exactly yeah he is uh so you know it's just like i heard Blackberry Smoke has this EP coming out live from Capricorn Studios and they chose five Southern Rock songs to cover. They did Take the Highway and uh, Midnight Rider, all that. But they did uh, Little Richard's song, Southern Child. Yeah. And uh, as a Southern Rock as it gets, you know, but there's people going, well, Little Richard wasn't Southern Rock. Right. Uh, why? Because he's black? Uh, or because what he was doing was, you know, more R&B, except all that Southern Rock stuff was R&B. I though. mean, every bit of, you can't, you can't really, you and, can't be a pure, uh, there's no such thing as a Southern Rock purist, because it's, uh, that's like saying, I'm, uh, my lineage is Scottish, and nothing else right you know i mean you got parts of everything right that came and, before well and here's uh and since we're kicking this around it's something else it's another brick wall i think you ran up against and i am probably gonna incur the wrath of all of our listeners and i just want to say well, good. if this offends y'all then everybody send buff an email and tell <laughs> but, yeah but here's part of what that is uh with the exception of uh with the exception of charlie daniels and the almond brothers who finally broke up and stopped those other those other bands they just they kept creaking along too long man it, it you know that thing where you said, you know, the problem, Michael, is nobody cares. The reason people stop caring is, I mean, you know, you can still go see some incarnation of MTV or Skinner or, you know, it's, 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 it's not exactly a rare thing that, oh man, we, we need to do this thing to pay tribute to it. It's now so damn diluted. It's, uh, Yep. it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to pick you know what uh you know what would be in the hall what 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 exactly would the hall of fame would be covering one specific period i guess and it, you mentioned the burrito brothers earlier you know their band did that they were them guys were still touring there was well not them guys there was a group touring under the name the burritos in the early 90s they not only didn't have any original members, they didn't even have any second or third generation members. Oh, yeah, and I remember at, that. at that point, it was at that point it was as disconnected from that from that original. Was that thing. the same that they called Burrito Deluxe? Yeah, that, I think that was one of their incarnations. Yeah, they yeah. Use a different name for cup for legal reasons. Yeah, because I kept trying to figure out what the connection to the Burrito Brothers was. Right. And there really wasn't one. Uh, 
you know, and uh, I don't know that and what you, what you said a second ago. They're just there isn't enough of, for lack of a better term, classic traditional southern rock bands again you start getting into stuff like cowboy hell if you did a if you did a uh, southern rock hall of fame i absolutely think cowboy ought to be in there now you know not that many people ever heard them well i mean you know what's weird is we've we've done two years of inductions online i mean we've got an online hall of fame and it's amazing how few people even know about it but we had uh we did the uh ballots and everything you yeah. know we had something like six or seven thousand people vote each time uh so we've had the now that after the second year we've inducted the ones that you would imagine you know would get in there first and I now it's that. like it's having a people are having to dig and you put on a ballot you know here's um you know, name three bands to put into the thing, and you 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 know you offer suggestions, and the people will write you back and go, "I've never heard of these bands," or "I've never heard of this producer." Or, so you yeah. run out of the the the. Uh, I mean, you run out of uh, potential people very quickly. Yeah. Uh, one time years ago, I was add this. Uh, there was a record label called Shout Factory, still is. They were a branch off of, uh, the guy had left Rhino and started Shout Factory. And it did the same thing Rhino did, put out really cool nifty box sets. And back in the early 2000s, they hired me to do a five disc Southern Rock box set we were going to call it Rebel Yell. Oh, and yeah. I was writing the book to go with it. And they wanted a perfect bound book, you know. I'm talking about like a 100-page book in with CDs. And then I got to choose the songs. But then when I sent them, you know, I had to, down to a science. And, uh, uh, you know, all the people that were included. Uh, well, they were just like, no, you don't want to put that. You don't want to. And you're missing, Michael, you're missing all the great Southern rock bands, you know, like Mountain. You didn't put Mountain in here. Mississippi Queen, oh, come right. on. Well, I said, well, Green Mountain's from New York. Green grass and I died. I said, Mountain's from New York. And then he said, well, what about uh, Fog Hat? It was a great Southern rock band. Slow Ride, I said, from England. Right. Uh... From Southern like, England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about uh, Black Betty? Ram Jam. Ram Jam. Weren't they? They were from Chicago. Or yeah, Chicago. <laughs> so it's like uh, we had different, you know, what they were going with what they, the general public considered Southern rock, which is kind of dangerous. Uh, I had, you know, and I told them, I said, if you want to do it the right way, do five CDs. One of them's a live version of Greengrass and High Tides. That's a whole right. disc. Yeah. One of them's a Elizabeth <laughs> Reed. That's a whole disc. One yeah. of them's Freebird. That's a whole disc. One's a Highway Song. That's a whole disc. That's a whole disc. Yeah, you, so you basically get them all five CDs, five bands. I wish, <laughs> I wish Jim could have made it could have joined us today uh he had a prior commitment but uh yeah was, it was great having him last time he lived as you know man he lived in Macon for a while man a couple years uh and he uh he, he met some some musicians there and you know he he wasn't doing any real gigs every now and then somebody have a gig and he'd sit in he'd get invited to parties and he'd you know go and took take guitar and play he said when he was living there this was great he said there were these there was these two guys man that every party they always the very first thing that they always played was in memory of elizabeth reed and he said they literally could play it 
note for note. If you were in another room, you could not tell that it was not a, a version uh, of the Almond Brothers doing it. It, uh. it sounded just they, and, and he said, and they played that. That was the first song that they played at every single party. So the party, the music would start, and and they would play in memory of Elizabeth Reed. And then 22 minutes later, for their second selection. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That was our first set. Right. <laughs> for their second you, set. You know, I, I remember, this is, uh, this is me reminiscing, but I remember when I first... Um, heard the Almond Brothers. I was a freshman in high school and this guy named Mark, I found out recently that he passed away, but Mark had brought the Fillmore album to school and I'd been reading, you know, I read the, I read the Cream and Circus and Rolling Stone, but especially, you know. Hell man, I even, and those were like serious about band stuff and I even read Man, the that's crap like Hit Parader. Me know? too. Yeah, yeah, me too. I used to like Hit Parader because it had lyric sheets in it, man. Yeah, Hit Parader and song hits. Yeah, and it uh, had, yeah, it had the lyrics to the to the hot. That's a whole stuff. other story. I would. Uh, you know what? We ought to do. We ought to do an episode on uh, on not circus and cream and and uh, we on things like yeah, uh, song hits and Hit Parader and there was a. Uh, do you remember one called Rock Scene? Version of that. Uh, of Hip Parader. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember one called Rock Scene? Yeah. That was like printed on newsprint, kind of. My daddy, my dad, I would go in the bathroom and I would say, oh, my dad's reading my rock scene while he's on the throne, you know? Right. And he would come up asking me questions and it was really awkward for my dad to come up and go, so tell me about this band, Wayne County and the electric chairs. And I said, the punk band from New York? Yeah, yeah, it sounds interesting. I said, well, you know, he's getting ready to have surgery to become Jane County. Right. And he was like, (laughs) really? Well, tell me about them. And then I remember about 1973, Roxane did the best new bands on the back page. And they had this fearsome foursome on there called kiss and i'd never yeah. seen it before in my life that my dad was, yeah, said that looks like you broke that was different wasn't it my dad was like that looks like your kind of band and i'm like i don't know so i watched uh that weekend or the weekend after dick clark's uh, abc in concert 11:30 on friday night yeah yeah i used to watch the, that they I, had I kiss watch on that, i would watch a midnight special yeah, me too. I watched in concert, then the Midnight Special, and then Saturday night was Don Kirshner. Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yeah. Every weekend. Yep. But uh, my dad, he got into the, uh, you know, he wanted to know about these bands and stuff like that. So we had something to talk about. You know, it was really hard for me to uh, accept that he liked Alice Cooper. Uh, that was really, you know, I'm I like, what, man. I, I, you know, and this is so funny, uh, uh, because yeah, it, you know, the, the thing about that was, is, is that, that for that time, I mean, and, and he was considered so weird and it was this really out there stuff. And it was, man, you go back and listen to that. You go back and listen to, uh, the the music and none of it's really even all that hard man i mean it's a lot of electric guitar but it's not it's not particularly jarring and and man and and cooper he his lyrics he was poetic as hell i mean it wasn't yeah it it wasn't like rock and roll all night and party every day i mean he no it was a genius it was like together deep thoughts but the thing was the stage show was weird but that was only because you weren't really wasn't really a rock concert so much as it was musical theater. It was vaudeville. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember reading everything I could get my hands on about Alice, and I was blown away back then to learn that he was a huge fan of Groucho Marx, and, uh, you know, he was into all this uh, 
slapstick comedy and um, vaudeville and all that kind of. And he said yeah. basically that's what he was doing was uh, putting it in a rock and roll outfit, you know. And so I mean it was interesting. I could do a I could do a whole show on Alice Cooper sometime. Yeah, that'd I, be good. I I, I just uh, he really. You know, he was really had me going there for several years. I mean, Kiss came along later. It was a whole different vibe. Well, like I just said, man, listen to those early Kiss records, and they're basically just a boogie band. I mean, and and it was and and I liked them. It was you know their their stuff was. I mean, it really was kind of kid stuff, and I liked it because I was a kid. Uh, yeah, rock and roll all night and party every day. And Beth, I hear you calling in Detroit Rock City. And but oh, and some know, of the album cuts that were just sometimes on the album cuts, I would just like be almost embarrassed that my friends would go, "Are you really listening to a song called Plaster Caster?" Right. Uh, you know all this kind of crap. You know. But whatever. But with Alice Cooper, it was like a different thing, because, like I said, it was a, uh, you know, he was always doing that character of his, Dwight Fry, and it was basically somebody in an insane asylum. Right. And all the shit that he was going through. Right. In his mind, you know, as far as going nuts. And, and, yeah, and all that became part of the stage show with the with the. That was the thing people didn't get that welcome to my nightmare. They were doing a stage show interpretation of a nightmare. It, it was and it was it was, it was, it was not brilliant. supposed to be reality. It was supposed to be weird and scary. It was a nightmare. It was brilliant. It was uh, it was brilliant. I saw that at Charlotte. Great band. I wanted to see that at Charlotte. Suzy Quattro opened, and she was rocking it out. But Cooper's um. Nightmare. I had never seen anything like that in my life. I'd seen him once before, but when the Welcome to My Nightmare thing, it was a full blown, uh, it's like Broadway, you know? A little bit of everything. But anyway, talk about getting off the subject. Well, From Southern Rock to Alice, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, that's Southern Rock. It is southern, southern Phoenix. Right. So yeah, southern Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. He uh. Yeah. Anyway, let's see. Well, I tell you, could just keep talking forever, but believe it or yeah, not, yeah, we're we've coming uh, up on the end of our hour. Yeah, it is, and I've got a. I'm gonna play a. Uh, another track here on the way out to plus I need to um, let me just say um, uh, I want to hit up the sponsor one more time Billy okay and hey, uh, hey Buff what'd you have for dinner last night oh it's funny you'd mention that Billy I had boneless skinless chicken breast was that from Springer Mountain Farms. It was, ironically enough, it was from Springer Mountain Farms. That's that uh, that's that organic, that's that organic chicken, right? No uh, no no hormones. I no believe it is. I think um, I'm glad you corrected me because I'm not. My glasses are fogged up, and I thought it said orgasmic chicken. Well, you know, it kind of depends on how you prepare it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It could be. It could be. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it is uh, Springer Mountain Farms. And folks, I would not steer you wrong. Fresh organic chicken re responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts. Get information or order online at SpringerMountain.com. Got to know that it's SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, but yum yum. It also tastes good. And uh, 
it's great. You know and we we may not we may not know what the definitive definition of Southern Rock is, but we know good chicken when we eat. Yeah, we, we don't know we don't know Southern Rock, but we know good chicken. Yeah, uh, there's got to be a joke there somewhere, but I will save it for later. So anyway, we're gonna go out today on. Um, a rocking tune. I, uh, you know, doing Southern rock, I was like, well, people probably expect me to play Sweet Home Alabama or Can't You See, what something you like play? that. But I'm playing uh, You Got That Right by Skinner off of the oh, uh, final the album, side. Street yeah, Survivor. Yeah. It's a rocking song. It's really it good. Is. And then uh, we will. Um, Hopefully convene next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. channel. Yeah, tune in next week to see if our heroes get out of the predicament. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Could, could happen. Could happen. I'm, I'm ringing up, and I'll talk to you soon, Buff. All right. Thanks, man. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>
Well, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And if you would, do me a favor. Pass the word along uh, any way you can through social media, etc., that the Kudzu Radio Hour is alive and well and back on its feet again. Um, went away for a long time, but we're really happy to be back on. And we're on a new platform, and we've got better sound and better control and uh, working on getting some guests on and all kinds of stuff. So uh, lots to look forward to. In the meantime, please take care of yourself. Uh, practice social distancing. Practice whatever you got to practice to take care of yourself and your family because that's what matters. Take care, and we will see you here next week. Keep it real, folks. Keep it Southern.